<laughs> and welcome to the inaugural episode of our film it. review podcast. Saying? As yet untitled. Because <laughs> this is an impromptu thing. Um, so what, what are we? I'm uh, an enthusiastic amateur and my co-host is a bona fide <laughs> mistress of uh, film studies. Though she would never say that. Uh, and we are also parents, so we don't get a lot of opportunities to see films, do we? No. Uh, but recently we managed to get out and see two films. First was Wonka, <laughs> which you weren't very happy about. Maybe you can mention that. And the second was The Blue Heron. <laughs> it wasn't called The Blue Heron. The boy <laughs> the boy and the heron. Yeah. The boy and the grey heron. Uh, I don't think it's called The Grey Heron either. Just the boy and the heron. But it is a grey heron in the film. Sure. Okay. They uh, take great pains but, to well, make sure you know it's called a grey heron. Well, yes, but we're skipping ahead because we have to do Wonka first. <coughs> Why? Because, well, that's just the order that we saw them in. Or you want you want to do um, the blue heron first? No. Okay. Well, I mentioned that you were very sour about seeing Wonka. We originally wanted to see the boy and the heron. Yeah. But, they changed the screen times. Because no one had booked, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but why were you so down on um, Wonka? <laughs> and you can really put the boot in. <laughs> uh, I wasn't very enthusiastic about watching Wonka or the prospect of Wonka, especially with, I guess, quite a lot of marketing. Mm. Because I have a lot of affection for the 70s. Mm version yeah which i think is very funny and and we rewatched it recently yeah yeah and it was very funny was Christmas. all of the sort of the um jokes still land yeah and the news broadcast segments and yeah. stuff yeah it's, it's quite very... some surreal evidence. yeah mm-hmm. so i really like that one and i just felt like with the johnny depp one as well mm. which I, I don't like at all you said it was grotesque yeah. Because you rewatched that recently. Well, I right? only watched a bit because our daughter wanted to watch it. <laughs> you won't be letting <laughs> her watch that too, one again. No, I won't be encouraging it. Yeah. It's too depressing. Mm-hmm. It's too sinister. It's got the evil it's dentist, got... right? I didn't watch it. Well, he's not even the worst bit about it. Right. It, the whole thing is just... Christopher oh, Lee. No. I know Tim Burton does dark films, but I don't know if it's Christopher Lee, I guess it was. One of the things yeah. I did notice watching it this time is the person that does the narration right. is a guy who's in Doctor Doolittle, really? the 1960s musical. Who's doing the narration of the Tim Do Burton one? Version. Yeah. Oh, wow. Does it give you the same <coughs> empty feeling that you have for yeah. The Nightmare Before Christmas? I used to really like Tim Burton films when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I don't you know, they just it. became too bleak. Right. And that version is too bleak. Yes. It's just, it makes chocolate look disgusting, which I think is the point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it's meant to be closer to the books, allegedly. Yeah, but it's not pleasant watch. Right. I just think it's just too... And Johnny Depp plays it very strangely, mm-hmm. which is fine. He's allowed to. But a bit, a bit too strangely for me. Right. It's too alienating. Mm-hmm. And all the skin is sort of... Glowing. And the skin of the water. Everyone's skin. Oh, right. The makeup. Yeah. You don't It's approve. just 
bizarre. Okay. Anyway, so I wasn't. I didn't think it needed to be done, especially right. with the prequel. And at the moment, there's so many films that are n- not original, mm-hmm. not truly original. Sequels. Sequels or prequels. Franchises. Or reworkings or live action reworkings of animated films. Yes. So it's easy to take against it. Yeah. But, okay. but did you appreciate. So I didn't even want to not see it at the cinema. But anyway, because this screening got cancelled, mm-hmm. we were already on the way basically. We thought we might as well go see Wonka. Yes. And um, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I thought that although people had told me it was a musical beforehand so even though that's not something you expect from the advert mm. I wasn't expecting it because I'd been told yeah but I think the songs are really catchy well okay. quite catchy I wouldn't say they're incredibly not as good as catchy the but they're songs they hold their own right. yeah and they're quite tongue in cheek yeah and I think the Art direction and the costumes, everything, yeah. are really... Spot on. Yeah, and I think that the sort of surreal fantasy element of Paddington... Because another reason why I wasn't bothered about watching it is I just I fe- thought it was Paddington, but wonkified. Yes. So I, I didn't think that was a necessary thing either, but I think it really, really works for the Wonka subject because it's the sort of magical world and... The idea of chocolate as transporting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I think um, I, you mentioned the <clears throat> design. That's mm-hmm. one of the things I've got in my notes. Your notes, yeah. Because I have notes, you don't have notes. Uh, but what, that's one of the inheritances from the original. It's kind mm-hmm. of the combined German, British, American melange yeah. uh, setting and Costumes and everything. It's very European looking, but with American mm-hmm. bent. Well, it's just a very distinctive element of the original. Well, I, I yeah, guess. Although it... we, I always say that the original one, well, the original, the seventies one. Yes. It's much more industrial Germany than. Yeah. Uh, Bavaria. Yeah, but this is consciously set in kind of pre, or the beginnings of industrial. Yeah. Or, or I suppose at the height of industrial times. Yeah. Whereas that that's post industrial. Yeah, well, that's like the seventies. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, I, actually, it's a bit. Yeah. I guess that it was it was kind of a product of, I don't know, where they could film it the cheapest because I I can't imagine they well, pitched yeah. it as oh we're good we're going to do a, a German British American combination. Yeah. I think it's just a kind of a weird artifact, but that actually makes it very distinctive. Yeah. And distinctive enough for them to have copied it in the the new one. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Oh yeah, you were you were impressed with Timothy Chalamet's? Yeah, I thought he was really. It was the best in of the performances well, you've seen. He said of about four performances I've seen of his. Yeah, that's quite a few. Yeah, Ladybird, June, mm-hmm. um, Little Women. Yeah, I think that's it to be honest. Yeah, I'm probably the same. Well, I think it's definitely the. <laughs> I mean, it's, it you can't can really be easy see to... that he has a lot of talent yes. in this film, and he sort of—I was saying—he sort of does the zany, quirky, yeah, um, slightly untethered. Mm-hmm. Gene Wilder, yeah, but it's nowhere but he near. He does it really well. Yes, and all and the like, singing and he, the dancing. He actually, and 
like he actually feels it, not just he's pretending to be that character. Yes. But he actually, I mean, that's obviously acting, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, because he's, he's going to be in the a Bob Dylan oh, biopic. You're so watching that then. Yeah. He's um, honing his singing and dancing skills. Well, yeah. I read something today that said he, the director, is he called Paul King? Yes. Had seen videos of him as a young man in musical theatre. Oh, right. So he knew he had singing oh. and dancing talent. He knew he had it in him. Yeah. Oh, that is interesting. But <clears throat> well, the one thing they didn't carry across was kind of the, the malice of... Um, Gene Wilder's yeah, trickery character. Yeah. The only really malicious part of it is the fat jokes at the yeah, which expense of the police chief. Not Slightly necessarily. Dodgy. Yeah. Needed. But I suppose that's kind of the Roald Dahlian yeah. element. Without it, you wouldn't. And also um, the, Tom well, Davis and the Olivia Colman. Well, characters. The chocolate mafia. Yes. You know, they, I mean, presumably killed the girl's... Noodle's yeah. dad, mm-hmm. his brother, yeah, and uh, k- killed her. Yes, got rid of her. Uh, yeah, that's probably quite that's <laughs> extreme quite, compared to other kids. Yeah, that. it's just not played darkly. Yes, but it is. They're played, you know, in a camp mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. I thought they were sort of they're quite funny. Yeah, you know, like rolling around, laughing, but. You mean the chocolate mafia? Yeah, yeah. or whatever they're called. The cartel. Yes. Well, and also the <clears throat> um, Tom Davis and Olivia Colman yeah, characters. Yeah, I like their little... Roald Dahl touch. Romance. Yes. <laughs> and Lederhosen. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, and I guess as a link to the next film we saw, <laughs> there was uh, the whole question in the original... Willy Wonka film of passing on the factory. The lineage. Yes. Inheritance. And that's very much the kind of the theme of uh, the boy and the heron. Not the blue heron. Yes. Which we sort of went into, I think, thinking they would be another kids' film. Uh, I don't think any of them are. Well, not necessarily a kid, but more kind of kid Kid friendly. Appropriate. Yeah. Like Spirited Away. Yeah. Because we've seen a lot of the Ghiblis. Yeah, and our daughter has seen them too. Likes Kiki's delivery service. Yeah, but uh, the wouldn't show this. Boy and the Heron is probably a bit above her. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I well, yeah, a lot of the sort of the there hasn't been much advertising for it, but I've no. seen images of the boy and stuff, which made me go into it thinking it'd be more. Well, I barely even knew it was coming. Yeah. I mean, that just shows how out of touch we are. Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, I barely knew it was coming, and yeah. I like. Yeah. Um, I think did I only see it in the magazine? Uh, surely not. You must have known about it. Mm. You recently got Sight and Sound magazine. Yeah. Now rekindling of my film, film studies. Academic. Yes. Writing. Airs. Yeah. But yeah, I was going to say, even though it's ostensibly about a kid, it's actually more of like a, I don't know, an old man psychodrama. Kind of the the kid is just a. Well, I don't think you get the old man psychodrama part of it. Right. I, I. You go. No, you go, you please. Go. If you're you going to disagree with me. Um, no, because I want you to say, explain what you mean. I was just going to say that because there's the whole element in the film of um, the grand uncle. Yeah. Uh, who's like the creator and controller of this 
as or a world. fantasy world. Yeah. Uh, and my interpretation of that was, you know, the old guy is Miyazaki, the yeah. director himself. Although I've since read a review where it was saying that <laughs> the old man is actually Takahata, the other famous <laughs> the other, Ghibli yeah. director, who's kind and of a mentor to... And he's dead, right? He's dead, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, either way, it's kind of... My reading was that... Uh, it, well, it's not really passing on the torch, it's just kind of reflecting on the effort that it takes to Create, make their films. Yeah. And the potential, well, the bad of ramifications art. of what they've done. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at the end... Well, the granduncle wants to pass on his world to the boy. Mm-hmm. But at the end, that doesn't quite happen for... He sort of rejects him, but at the same time gets interfered with, and so the whole world collapses yes. and ends. Mm-hmm. And but then the ending is still sort of optimistic. So the reading is that oh, that's not such a bad thing, mm-hmm. or like that how was that was how it was meant, always meant to go. Yeah, which is kind of confusing if you're thinking that Miyazaki is the grand uncle, but then at the same time, you were saying about. Um, you know, things not staying the same, mm-hmm. change being yeah. beneficial. Well, I think it's all bound up in them. There's another <laughs> layer of post-imperial Japan. Yeah. Uh, and kind of how something new might come from the war, something sort of yeah. better. Yeah, because there's a lot of... It's very rooted in the war. Yes. The boy's mother's death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, Which is tormented. Yes. Really? Well, and I think I was going to say that that's very... That's one of the, I think, the most successful parts of the film, the way that that's portrayed. It's, like, very impressionistically... Yeah, because she dies in a fire. And then there's another character that's her, who also has, like, control of fire. Her as a child, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think we both said that it was... It would require more viewings to really... Yeah. Fully interpret. Yeah. It's very full on. Yeah. There's a lot more um, yeah. to it than we were expecting. Mm-hmm. So perhaps we're... we're well, we there's like the... Prompt us, um, prep ourselves well enough. No. Well, I'd, but I'm not sure how you could. No. And there's like the wara. It was, yeah, it was wara, very wara. wacky. Those wara, are the wara. Little, classic little so, Ghibli characters, but... They're very cute, but they're sort of like the pre-souls of children. Yes. Well, then that makes me wonder what's going to... Because the, at the end, the world is destroyed. Oh, yeah. What happens, they what happens to the unborn <laughs> children? Uh, so mm. that's a bit weird. I guess they'll find another way. Yeah. Life finds a way. But um, Wara Wara... I mean, I when I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, there's like a thing called hungry ghosts yeah. in Japanese culture. All right. But I can't remember what they're called. Mm-hmm. But I think they're usually depicted as skeletons. Not oh, yeah. as... Well, they you know, cute little. They creatures. had the kind of like the rowing people was sort yeah. of skeleton. But I can't remember what they're called in Japanese. Yes, well, that would be very impressive. Maybe you can look that up for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Anything else to say? Oh, yeah. I I thought that the most successful part of the film was just the animation itself, just kind of a yeah, visually a real uh, showcase. Impressive. Yes, yeah. it's worth seeing for that alone. It's just like the animators flexing their muscles i mentioned the impressionistic fire stuff but also there's just like a part where he puts on his trousers that i really noticed really like, how much effort they <laughs> not in a weird way it would take to animate 
Yes. Yeah. It's just kind of di- dignifying those small moments. Straight, the film opens very quickly. Mm. Um, With the fire sequence. That when you dropped in the action. In media res. Res. Sort of opening. Yeah. With the with the fire. Yeah. Um. Fire bombing. Fire bombing. Called. Yeah. Um, where I feel like a lot of Ghibli films, they're not as. There's no no. It's much more smoother. Mm-hmm. Uh, entry. Yeah. So to speak to the film, like Kiki, she's just listening to the radio on the. Yeah. Um, hillside, because this film's like immediate action, basically. Mm. Which is, well, I don't really know where I'm going with it, but well, there is that immediate action, but then I think it slows down. Oh yeah, quite a lot. It has a lot of. It takes a long while spaces. to get to the fantasy. To, yeah, world, it's a long it? time because I have, I had read that you know the heroine turns into a man, mm-hmm. so I kept waiting for like him to turn into a man. Yeah. Which I think gave me a disjointed mm. impression of the time scale of the film. Yes. Well, and I thought it was interesting that the heron is in the title. Yeah, well, it's not, not in Japanese, though. Oh, oh yes. I think it's, it's called, called How Do You Live. How Do You Live, which is a book. A book, which is a very minor part, part of the, the plot. Yeah, but it's all about, I think, like, choices. Like, yeah. it's a, a boy's story. Mm-hmm. Sort of a... Uh, Bill, is it Bill Dung's Roman? Yeah. Um with an uncle or a step-uncle or something who's sort of guiding through it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all from a review. Oh, right. So I'm probably misremembering it. Right. But it, it's all just about lessons and choices you make and, like, the morals okay. of your choices. Yeah. Well, so I mean... that's what informs it. Because initially the boy is very quiet mm-hmm. and reserved and he doesn't really want to build a relationship with his new stepmom. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, and then, then he adopts her as, he adopts yeah. her as a mother. Yeah, I suppose he's trying to figure out how do you live. That's kind of his, wow. <laughs> his, his role in the film. But yeah, I think that's a better title. I think they could have kept that for English. Because the heron is, I don't know, he's kind of an antagonistic. Oh, it's very confusing. Character. Character. Yeah, he's like a villain. Well, I did also read. And then he turns into, well, that he's the producer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you read that too? Yeah. We've been reading the same magazine. Clearly. Uh, I forget what he's called. Is he called Suzuki? I uh, think, something like that. The producer. So <laughs> that's just not the best relationship between them. No. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's still, still a good film, right? We, oh, yeah. We enjoyed it. Yeah. Definitely di- uh, different to Wonka. Um, Definitely. In, in most ways you can imagine. Uh, and then also I thought we could touch on that. Trailers that we saw. Give our, <laughs> give our opinions on those. So one that I we're feel definitely. Like you've sped through your bullet points quite quickly. I feel like there are other things. How we could have how long about. do you think we're in? Um, twenty five minutes. Oh, we're twenty minutes in. <laughs> we can reverse if you've got more things no, to I, say. I wouldn't be able to go back to it now. I don't think. There you go. Maybe next in the next episode we can cover oh, the things right. we missed. Um, in six months' time, we managed to see another two films. Exactly. But yeah, you've got to be able, you've got to catch the viewer's interest, the listener's interest. Yeah, but what makes you think I'm going to allow you to put this out? Uh, I think it's better to um, <laughs> beg forgiveness than ask permission. But the anyway, trailers. the trailers. So one thing we saw, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the John Krasinski directed. Oh yeah, that was a Yeah. Preamble. 
I think it was before The Boy and the Heron, too. No. Was it not? No. Oh, okay. What, what do you have to say about that? I think it's. I think we can say that Ryan Reynolds is not a friend of the show. <laughs> Just stealing terms off of other podcasts. I think. Well, yeah, but I think he's. Um, I don't know. I don't like how he's a kind of a brand and he plays himself in every. Yeah, he's the same. He hits the same beats and notes in every film he's in. It's just very whether he's swearing or yeah. not. And so ironic and kind I of acting like he's better like than. I don't like him. Yeah. I just don't like him. Don't like his vibe. I'm sure he's. I think he is a nice man. Like yeah. you know, Blake Lively seems like a lovely woman, so she <laughs> can't be that wrong. Yeah. But I just don't like him as an actor. Well, yeah, because oh, I'm sure I mean, he could what act film if he has tried. He, like it. truly acted in. Like yeah. you thought, wow, like Timothy Chalamet and Wonka, like wow, he can really act. I couldn't name you one film. Yeah. Well, for me, he he's just, just kind a of personality. acts. He, yeah, and he acts like he's better than the film. He kind of makes insults your intelligence for engaging. Well, and insults, and then makes the film questionable. Yeah. By doing so, because I think the last film we probably saw him in was The Fall Guy. I think or was it wasn't called The Fall Guy. It was called. Oh God! The one about us, he was a, not stunt. He was like in a VR world. Oh yeah, which the NPC all... film? Yeah. Again, just playing himself. Yeah. Yeah. So we probably won't be seeing that. Well, it just seemed it just seemed so sentimental and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. I I said that it seemed like a kind of Secret Life of Walter Mitty esque yes uh, thing about reconnecting with your sort of childish spirit mm, yeah but in a way too heavy-handed way yeah I, I mean i didn't say that at the time but that's what i'm saying now well it seems i don't know it, maybe it'll be good because john krasinski did direct the quiet place right yeah but I, again good. that's it's it's good but it's not like i don't know it's not, not central like, viewing it's no 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 i think it's good it's a good film yeah but i don't think it's like talking about anything really important Mm -hmm. and I think to do like family films kids films really well Mm. you need to talk about deeper things and I know and he is talking about deeper things like imagination and you know whatever is going to talk about I just feel like from the advert it's very uh, shallow Mm. surface level well it's a bit like a, a Pixar film idea what like what yeah, if but without imagining the friends Pixar... really, without the animation. Well no, but without any of like early Pixar Heart. Heart, yeah. yeah. Sincerity. Mm-hmm. But that's just judging from the From trailer. the advert, which I also said didn't feel like told you that much either. Yeah. And it might actually be a well, lot better to watch it than it would. We know ever. we know trailers can lie because the Wonka we weren't going into Wonka expecting a musical for some reason. Well exactly, yeah. Uh, other one, Kung Fu Panda 4. Kung Fu Panda, we like Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> In this house. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't uh, pretend to be anything it isn't. No. Jack I, Black's funny, we love Jack Black. Yeah. And it's got Aquafina. I would call her Aquafina. Aquafina. She's quite yet again. over-saturated at the moment. She does have a very distinctive voice, though, so I Yeah, understand. so you would know, you would see her anywhere. Yeah, she's a good voice anywhere. actress. Oh, yeah. Better than I do like Florence her. Pugh, for my mind. Yeah, you don't like Florence Pugh in Puss in Boots. I think she's a good Miles actress. Mitch. I just don't Mish. like. I just don't like her voice acting. Well, I like her voice acting in as oh, Goldilocks. Okay. I think she is the right tone. I could just it's tell it's a big part. 
you think she's not even trying it's yeah she's not really like i don't know she's, she's just not, not acting with her voice i guess a lot maybe her acting requires a lot her face <laughs> her body her face yeah maybe maybe i'm being harsh but i think aquafina was also in migration migration oh, i didn't realize you were going to talk about that yeah. well we saw the trailer <laughs> i don't know what you think of that well this will be interesting with we find out each other's opinions live uh i yeah i think it seemed like a film. But, for instance, that's an advert that gives you basically every beat of the film. Yes. There's so much of the content in the advert. Mm. But what's even the point of going to see the Well, the, inter- <laughs> the interstitial moments. Yeah, but you can tell what they are. Yeah. I guess it's probably pretty predictable what happens. You know, it's a, fa- it's a family film. It's a kid's film. Yeah. But I think it is, it is Illumination, isn't it? Which is the... Yeah, but I wouldn't say that every Illumination film is good. No. What? Not even Despicable Me... 27. I, <laughs> I think I've only seen the first one. Yeah. I certainly haven't seen the Minions movie. I think it will be above average. Okay. That's my... Above average for what? I would watch it. All for films, a kid's animated or... film. Yeah. There's certainly a lot of kids' films that I've forgotten. Yes. Lost definitely. to the depths of mm-hmm. Sands of Time. Migration. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fine. 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 Uh, and the last thing, it wasn't, it wasn't a trailer. It was a poster we saw. For... Well, you've missed out a lot of trailers then. Uh, okay, if, can you remember more? Um, Blue Giant. Oh well, <laughs> well that's so that was a trailer before the Boy and the Heron, and that was. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be running before any other films. I think it's got two screenings at the cinema. Right, uh, and that was a a jazz manga adaptation, adaptation where they took jazz very seriously. Yeah, if, even though their band was called Jazz with two S's. I didn't even notice that. That's what you, the subtitle said. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's too. It's not quite for us. We're we're well, not that into. Did, uh, Japanese we like Ghibli. Animation. We're yeah. not necessarily the anime. We're not the right Didn't, audience. Uh, Miyazaki famously say, "Anime was a mistake." <laughs> it's his uh, all anime. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but, I couldn't say like. Well, I mean, what other anime films that aren't Studio Ghibli have we watched and liked? I feel like there's one. There's one quite famous one. Oh, there's like um, a, alumnus. There's oh, I can't remember what they're called for God's sake. There's like Tokyo Godfathers and that director, right? Pa- Paprika. Yeah, that's one I was trying to think of. Isn't Those... that isn't that directed by someone who was at Ghibli? And I don't know. I think it I was. don't know the law. Uh, and any other trailers you can remember? I think that was a very sweeping statement we just made, but Miyazaki said it first. Yeah, send your complaints to him. What did you just say? Can you remember any other trailers? Um, <laughs> no? Not now you've okay. asked me. Well, let, let's go on to, to what the I, poster. The poster for Poor Things, oh, which yeah. I was, we, we were interested in, but you were put off by, well, what were you put off by? Oh, well, I got an Instagram advert <laughs> of Emma Stone. Adver- mm-hmm. Well, it, it was called, what was it called? Poor Things, the film. No. She oh, well, it was some sort of she, cult, wasn't it? Well, it didn't call itself the cult, but I also wanted to call it the cult. Or maybe it was called the cult. <laughs> no, it wasn't but called the cult. But she was in a sort of yoga gear. Right. So it implied that it was... I had it on silence, so I didn't know what she was saying. Was it a joke? Because she I was, don't know. She was I in know that she's film in that with thing. Nathan Fielder that's like about... I know. ...toying with your perceptions. Well, I haven't seen it, but... But she was basically trying to flog you some kind of exercise. Yes. Yeah, so I clicked on the page and it, it had things like chiselling 
phrases like chiseling your, I don't know, <laughs> ego. Well, I have to investigate this and see whether it is real. Is real. I but... kind of don't want to believe it's real because, as I said, that would put me off wanting to watch poor things. Yeah. Which is probably not fair, but that's how I work. Mm-hmm. Just it takes one little thing to. But I also off. feel like I'm not sure about poor things full stop anyway because everyone's saying it's brilliant. Which annoys you. No. Automatically. That's why you didn't want to see Wonka. No. Because I was saying that about Wonka before anyone said it was brilliant. Right, okay. Um, yeah. Well, I know because it Because it's about, like, I mean, a um, baby's brain inside a woman's body. And is it, I thought yes, it was just, like, reanimated from the dead. She is. Her body is. But right. it's her baby's brain in her. Oh, God. And I'm like... And then the whole thing is like her learning the world and like yeah. having this sexual romp. Isn't that like, a trope? Isn't that questionable? There's some sort of trope. Even if she like is growing up. Born sexy yesterday or something what? is called. That's like a common common plot device. Where like an attractive... Person doesn't know anything about sex. Well, doesn't know anything about anything. It's like a... I, I feel like I can naive. visualize if I can't think of any yeah. films. I, well, I think it's the fifth element is like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but yes, but I think the the Scots are angry because oh. it's by a famous Scottish. The book yeah. is by a famous Scottish. Every author. every piece I've read has said by this famous yeah. author, and I'm like, I've never heard of the fella. Oh God! Now you're going to upset the Scots too. But I think they're cross because it's been taken out of Glasgow. Um, oh, is it set? In it's Glasgow? originally entirely set in Glasgow. Oh, right. I think. What she doesn't even go to Europe. Well, she might, but I think they've changed Glasgow for London. Dear. And Yorgos Lanthimos said it was because he's Greek and he can he wouldn't I be able to say anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wouldn't. He said he wouldn't be able to say anything um, intelligent about Scotland. I guess. Yeah, but I guess the book's supposed to be doing that, right? Yeah. Well, the book still exists. This this hasn't overwritten the the book. Um, no, I know. But I mean, if the book <laughs> is doing the work, is doing a work of setting it in Scotland, and obviously yeah. saying something about. Scottishness. Yeah. Then surely any person could well, read that and then put it in the film. But yeah. if he is Greek, if that's up to him, I suppose. It's but up to you, mate. You will make enemies. But I just feel like, yeah, everyone's talking about how it's like a feminist. Yeah. But I think that's really w- weird. And yeah. I know, I guess that's the point. Like it's undoing tr- tropes and cliches yeah. and stuff, like you say, and like giving her agency. And I'm like, but. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's bizarre. Well, I think it's coming out on the twelfth of January, so maybe we can see in our next episode. Oh, uh, lucky us! If that comes true, we can we can look our opinions then. But we we have liked the previous work of. Um, I haven't seen a single Yorgos Lanthimos one. Yes, have you I? Have. Oh, I've seen the favorite. The favorite. I'm aware of them, but I never actually saw them because uh, there's a lot of films to see. Yeah. I thought you had. How no. you see something about a lobster? And no, I haven't seen that. Dog tooth. No, I haven't seen it. I've managed to out film knowledge. You haven't seen master. them though. I have seen Dog Two, and have I have you? seen the lobster one, Sacred. Well, you must have watched that without your sacred a killing of a sacred deer. You've seen that too. Is that another one? Yeah. I don't think I've seen them all. What the lobster one is different. To what a killing of a sacred yeah. deer? Yeah, or yes. that is the lobster one. Those are two different films. Okay. I don't. One is called the lobster. <laughs> Kill, the killing, killing of the sacred, sacred lobster. That's the film I've seen. <laughs> so I've out out filmed you. Well done. Again. Well, and on that on that note, on that bombshell, we'll draw this first ever episode of our Untitled, untitled Podcast to an end.
and then we can quibble about what it will be called afterwards. But yeah, I, uh, I just realised we never introduced ourselves at the start. So I thought you started to. Yes, you did because you said that I was a master. Yeah, I didn't say your name. Oh. So you you have been Laura, <laughs> and you've been Will, and we've or been William. us. Yes, or William. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, Thanks. Bye. Bye.